Well, it is once again Wednesday, and it is time for Wednesday Night Live. My name is Ron Crawford, coming to you from the Father's Church, located in Dallas, Texas. And what a wonderful privilege it is to be able to gather together with our Saints family, those here at the Father's Church in Dallas, but also our extended family in many different churches uh, across the U.S. and around the world, plus um, enclaves and um, outposts of the saints. What a, what a wonderful family of saints God has put together. Such a remnant, so precious in the eyes and in the heart of the Lord. It's great to welcome each of you and um, to be able to celebrate what God is doing and what our role is before the throne as intercessors and as those committed to the calling of the biblical calling of the saints. I said once again it's Wednesday. Wow. Time really is moving by quickly. And um seems that just a week ago I was preparing to go for a quick trip to the Northeast. That seems like a distant memory now, even though the things that God did while on that important ministry journey um, are have been imparted and activated. But we, uh, we as the people of the Lord need to recognize that every day is important in our calling as intercessors and we we must be very careful not to waste time and certainly not to um, live below the privilege of our calling in respect to what God is requiring from us each day. You know, I've learned this in the Lord. You you make time for what's important to you. And if you're not really careful, you can you can allow moments of great import to quickly escape you in the spirit realm. So um let's let's be cognizant of the fact that we're servants of the throne of God and we have responsibilities as intercessors. Don't miss the moments that God has given you. I, I have two things that the Lord has been putting before me that I feel I'm supposed to bring before the saints for contemplation and for um, measures of response during this broadcast. And I pray that God will allow me to communicate them effectively and that His Spirit would cause the acceptable response to be uh, welcomed in your life. The first <clears throat> is in regard to the events that are going on in Israel and in in really the Middle East and what that signifies for what God is doing in the world. I, I want to direct our thoughts toward Psalm 122. This is one of the songs of ascent, the songs of degrees of David. So David wrote this. And in Psalm 122, verse 1, it says that I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Now, for David, what was the house of the Lord? What was that? Well, it wasn't the temple, because that wasn't built until Solomon's reign began. So let's get that straight. The house of the Lord was the tabernacle, 
and um, what uh, that point of welcoming God to earth, welcoming the kingdom in that special point of identity known as the tabernacle. What is the tabernacle of David now? Well, according to what the scripture says, not just my opinion, but what the scripture says, that is the Gentile church. Look it up for yourself. So, the first part of what we want to look at in Psalm 122 is what we are supposed to be doing before the Lord in accordance with where he's placed us. We have lots of teachings about how that when we accept Christ as our Savior, and we're empowered then before the Father to take up our cross and to go to the places that God would direct us to go and to establish the kingdom there. There, there It's a long involved teaching which is wonderful but just to synopsize it when we take our cross it is not just to identify that hey Christians meet here or the Red Cross meets here it's it's a it's a place where we say Christ was sacrificed on this stake of ownership and because of his triumph there this signifies a, a point of ownership um, for the histemes that are in the earth, wherever God would send us. That's what the cross literally means. It's a stake of the ownership of the histeme. Look it up for yourself. And when the Father sends us with our cross, it is not for us to offer a sacrifice there even though we need to be martyria we need to give ourselves for the message um, that's the testimony of Christ prophetically but the perfect sacrifice has already been offered on that cross there's no need for another one we die to self we die prophetically in obedience to what God has asked us but the actual sacrifice on the cross could never, would never need to be offered again. But that cross is our authority to represent the kingdom. Any, any entity in the spirit realm would see that cross as a stake of ownership. And it, it, yes, it signifies the sacrifice of our Lord. We are grateful for that. But we established the cross here in Dallas, in our church, to say we have a right to operate on behalf of the throne of God. Uh, we have a right to operate as sons, as born-again believers. And the cross gives us the, the deed of ownership, not only for our lives, but for where God the Father has planted us. So... For us, as saints, for us as believers, for us as the tabernacle of David in these days, God sends us forth to establish the kingdom. And hopefully then that tabernacle makes way for the continual dwelling place of the presence of God wherever it is that he has called us to serve him. Yes, again, I know that God's presence is always with us. Yes, I know we can fellowship with the Lord. Where can I go and you're not there with me? If I go to the depths or if I'm in the heights, I understand all that. So I'm not, I'm not stating that we can't know the presence of God wherever we are. It, it, there are two different factors the, the one is a personal factor. And of course, God is everywhere anyway. But the first is 
We can meet God wherever. We cannot escape him. We have to seek him. It's a development of the relationship. I'm not trying to confuse anybody. I'm speaking to saints today. You should know these things. But when David says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. For him, for him, that was his ta- the Lord's tabernacle. And we are the tabernacle of David as the Gentile church. That should be established. We should know that. But let's look then at verses 5 and 6 of Psalm 122. There are set thrones of judgment, or mishpat, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace, the shalom of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Hmm. Pray, Sha'al, for the shalom of Israel. What does that mean? Now, we know that there's a lot of unrest going on in Jerusalem. It's, it's really a powder keg right now. Um, it's the place of beginnings. It's the place where the original temple was built. It's the place where Jesus was, was ministering and died and rose again. It's also the place where he spoke to his disciples who accepted him as their savior. You go into all the world and preach the gospel. You you be a witness to me where the father would send you. And um, there are also passages, scriptures that say, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness, a martyrio, and then shall the end come. So our focus, yes, is on what is going on in Jerusalem right now, but it cannot be separated from the mission of Jesus and the Father that was initiated for the world and the tabernacles that go out. You remember David prayed, and we've done extensive studies and teachings on this, for the temple to be built from the tabernacle perspective. Solomon then took that exact template and changed it and said, from this temple, let tabernacles go forth. The enemy twisted that. And instead of tabernacles going forth, uh, the places that God gave dominion then became points of intermarriage. Solomon making a lot of uh, covenants with foreign kingdoms, marrying strange women, and welcoming the demonic idols back into the temple itself and into Jerusalem. What a sad event. But for us, as Christians, we're supposed to be fulfilling the go ye unto all the world and the gospel of the kingdom being preached. So, um, yes, we're aware of this point of beginnings in Jerusalem. We're aware of the timetable of God. We're aware of the fact that uh, in the end times there will be, um, you know, the Lord is going to return and he's going to set his feet on the Mount of Olives and, you know, things are going to be split. And But it's not all about Jerusalem. It's about what we're to do in all the world and the gospel of the kingdom. So when we, when we pray, Sha'al, from that point of intimacy before God, as the tabernacle of David, we're glad for that identity and that mission. What are we actually praying for? Well, we're not praying that everything will be roses and pomegranates. 
we if we we know what the prophetic scriptures say is going to happen so it would be ridiculous for us to be praying that what the scripture says is going to happen doesn't happen do you understand that i hope you do it's heartrending to see what we've seen on facetime videos uh what a real-time um, satellite communication regarding death and destruction that's going on there now. So what are we praying for? Well, we're praying that what God initiated there originally will, in the timing of God, be realized so that our prayers will be in conjunction with what God's timetable is. And that the enemy, according to Daniel, who tries to change the times, would, would be unsuccessful. Um, that we, we are working because the night is coming when no man can work. We're, we're praying, in, and that's the beauty of praying in diversities of tongues. We're praying the mysteries of God. We're speaking to God. Um, we are, we're in alignment with what his will is. And as a Sha'al, as someone pray, we're, we're, we're people through Christ who have been given an intimate point of contact with God. And we have authority with God from that place. We're not overreacting. We're not being moved by every emotion we're not being moved by, even though we may be touched by them, graphic scenes of carnage and inhumanity and demonic vengeance and wickedness. Those things are terrible, but we don't go wheels off when we see them. We stay in that secret place before the Lord, before the throne, and we believe that we're partnering with God in his mysteries of this moment, in our intercessions that we are we're believing that everything is being ordained moment by moment toward the fulfillment of what God desires. Peace is not simply serenity. Peace is the fulfillment of mission. Peace does not come without victory. You know, we don't have a, a proclamation of peace unless something has been defeated and we can now say the triumph has come. So peace does not mean the absence of conflict. Peace means that you go out with joy and you're led forth with peace and you return bringing the sheaves with you. We're touching on a lot of themes that we've studied over the years. But right now, we're being asked by God to, um, to proclaim before the throne what God is wanting in regard to what's happening in Jerusalem and in Israel. But that is the beginning point. And, and when, we, when we're asking God to move, we're really saying... We're supporting the nation of Israel. We're standing with them, yes, in a governmental, military way. Yes, we must do that. But in an overall perspective, we're stating, God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. And let uh, We know what the end time scriptures say. We're living in them. Uh, but our point of identity as saints and the intimacy before the Lord must be that we are before the throne at the right hand of God interceding in these heavenly languages in, in conjunction with the angelic, uh, in conjunction with what the throne of God is ordaining for these times, in conjunction with what's going on in the temple of the tabernacle of testimony. We're aware of what's happening day by day, more than at any other time in history. But our shahal must be that of faith, 
and confidence. You know, I, 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 I know that this is a difficult task. And there are some who just, they, they don't really have a conception. Some Christians who don't have a conception of their ongoing role before the throne of God. And when they read about pray for the peace of Jerusalem, they just get drunk on the messianic nature of, of the city itself. I bless them. But I remember several times being in France um, in ministry. And there were some people that were just so gaga over every event that was happening in the city of Jerusalem. They would interrupt worship times to bring late-breaking bulletins when we should have been going before the throne of God and welcoming him just knee-jerking and reacting, overreacting. And I understand their fervor. I'm not mocking it. But what I'm saying is, are we before the throne of God or aren't we? What is God doing? Is the tactical thing that Hamas is doing with every minute going to make us knee-jerk and miss the, the Sha'al identity that we're supposed to have as the tabernacle of David, the throne of God is going to have his will. The mishpat of what God is, is, has ordained is going to be. No matter what Hamas, meaning violence, is doing. No matter what Iran has cooked up. Those things are all happening in conjunction with the great theater of God's end time events. So we can just keep ooing and aahing or screaming about different things that are happening or we can be on a moment-by-moment -moment basis or we can be focused before the throne on behalf of his shalom, his peace. What has he said? How are we supposed to be praying as intercessory partners in that sha'al um, with diversities of tongues, with being on our face before God, at the right hand of God, on the, in the power of the cross, in the power of his spirit, as Christians, Christ-like ones. How are we supposed to be praying in conjunction with the overall timetable of God? Those, you're either ignorant of all of it, or you're overreacting with every moment as children that are almost like those that have no idea what's going on in the in the over over reality yes we're moved by carnage we hate to see wickedness we don't like evil words that are being spoken by people in our own government who ignore what's really going on we don't like any of those things it's despicable as Americans, that we've elected people who are just voice pieces of Satan. It's true. We bless them, but that's the reality. We don't like any of that. But what should we be doing proactively? Yeah, you can go to the courts of heaven and be binding this squad member and taking... A yeah, you go ahead and wear yourself out with that. But we go with the Sha'al that identity of kings to go before the Lord, to speak before him and ask for his will to be done, to partner with the angelic, to partner with what's going on in the temple of the tabernacle in conjunction with what God has ordained for this time frame. God looks for partners who will stand with him in conjunction with the revelation of his mysteries. God says in Amos, he won't do anything unless he first confers with his friends, those who are ministering in the prophetic in this moment. I want to be in that place where the initiation, God is looking for partners who will intercede 
It's to stand in their gap into the tabernacle of David throughout the world and to believe that God's kingdom is coming, his will is being done in God's timing. See, that's really the shalom of Jerusalem. And that's really where we are in points of authority, the thrones of David. That tabernacle is us. And so will we function there? Yeah, we need to be aware. But we, we've got to be doing our, our duty before God um, in what we're called to be as saints in the new covenant. We're not in the Old Testament. We're aware of that. That's a foundation upon which we minister. But we, we come, according to what the book of Hebrews says, we're not come to an earthly Zion. Half of the church is functioning in an earthly Zion. We're not coming there. We're going to a heavenly Zion. We're going with the blood of sprinkling, with the great cloud of witnesses, with our Lord Jesus, with God, the, the mishpat of all. We're going to that, to that place where the patterns of the heavens indicate what should be happening on earth, and, and so on. So when we pray shahal for the peace of Jerusalem, we say we're functioning in what God has called us to be in the new covenant. And we go from that perspective and we pray the mysteries of God and we, we lay ourselves before him and we cry holy. We're praying in these gifts, these grace gifts of diversities of tongues, using the gift of interpretation, functioning then in the word. These are very important for us to remember. So all of that, I'm saying to our saints here in Dallas, live your life every day functioning before the throne of God. And I would also like to ask that this coming Saturday, our weekly, we pray every day at our homes, but we should. We come here to the sanctuaries as our congregation feels led to pray at any time of the day. This is open for us. But we come on Sundays together. We come at various times of the week that God would say, yeah, we need to convene a prayer time. But And we're in ministry every day with people throughout the world. We're engaged in Zoom and in live stream and in podcasts. You know, I've got three of them today. Um, and many of you are teaching people. Many of our saints here in Dallas are, and, and in other parts of the Saints Network are teaching throughout the week. Other, other folks that need the message throughout the world. So it's not like, well, we only meet one time a week. No, we're functioning as sons. But this Saturday, which is normally a time where our people here in Dallas, they come and pray, particularly in the morning and whenever they want to come. And it's a wonderful time of intercession every week. This coming Saturday... I would like to invite our church from the Father's Church. You come whenever you want to come in the morning. But if we could arrange that time to where a good portion of us um, connect physically, let's say about 9.30. So if you come early, see if you can linger to that point. If you come later, See if you can arrive by that point. And let's say we're going to be praying in the Spirit. We're going to be on our face before God for the real peace of Jerusalem. There are a lot of things that are going on in God's timetable. We've talked about them. The Kronos, the Kairos, the Oros, the, the Kainos moments too. We've talked about how God's turned the page. We know we're in a new reality, a new time frame according to what God has ordained for this, for this moment. And, and I'm asking our congregation here in Dallas to come and, and at least intersect 
together. Whether you come early and you stay through 9.30 for even a few minutes, or whether you come later but you arrive so that you can be there. And I'm not talking about the Keurig at 9.30. I'm saying be in the sanctuary by 9.30. And stay. Come early. Intersect. Come, come at that time frame or a little before and stay later. But if we can do that, let's believe that God is going to be using us in points of agreement to be praying the, the mysteries of the Lord through our Sha'al authority for whatever this segment means in the Middle East at this point. You know, the enemy is wanting to change the times. I, I think that that Hamas rocket that killed hundreds, over 500 people at the hospital was, was designed by the enemy to create great repulsiveness, blaming it on Israel, or to create a, a stirring in the Islamic world. Hopefully, it's not going to accomplish what it, what it was ordained to be by the enemy, what ordained, intended to be by the enemy. There are all kinds of things like that. But whether you know it, oh, I didn't know about that. Well, whether you know about it or not, what you do know is this is a unique moment in the kingdom and God needs your voice, God needs your prayers, God welcomes your intercessions now in conjunction with the saints to serve him in his mysteries. God begins everything with a voice. God searches for an intercessor, and that intercessor is you. You shouldn't need to be jostled and say, hey, wake up, pray. You should be praying every day. But this is a point, this coming Saturday, October, what is, what is it, 21st now. Woo, this month is flying. Um, I'm two weeks older than 66 now. How can that be? Um, but, but it's two weeks into that horrific beginning of a violent attack against Israel. This is, this is a strategic moment in the kingdom. Don't focus on every little report coming out of the times of Israel or what the Elijah list says about it. You spend time before the throne. I would rather you recognize that this is a moment of significance and you being pouring yourself out in intercession before God to serve him in this moment. That's where you're going to be through eternity. So why not start serving now? Do you, does this make sense? So even if you can't be here in the natural, I'm hoping that many, a good portion of my congregation can be here. Now we're not going to have a service. We're not going to gather everybody in the pews and say, the sweet things we normally say in that kind of an environment. It, it's a time of prayer just like it always is, but we need to say a good portion of what we're going to be praying at that time is going to be in conjunction with what God's timetable is being triggered this moment in that point of true beginnings in Jerusalem. Does that make sense? So once again, what are you saying, Pastor? It would be great if as many of my congregation who call the Father's Church in Dallas their home would be here in prayer physically on Saturday morning. If you want to get up at 6 and come in to pray, at least stay through 9.30 if possible. If you were planning to come at 11 to pray, well, how about you plan to arrive by 9.30 and pray till 11? If you want to stay the whole morning, stay the whole morning. But let's focus on what God is doing in these end times at this moment. Let's pray in the Spirit, sowing into His mysteries, in the authority, the Sha'al that God has given us. That's what we need to do. I'm not trying to throw a wrench into your plans for Saturday. And I, I thought, what time should we say could be a cross current? Well, I know I like to come early to pray. Others like to come later. Some 
you know, I know it's Saturday. I'm not trying to make it easy. And I'm not, uh, maybe I am to a certain degree because I've got that pastoral heart. This is not an urgency and emergency. This is just a point of agreement. So that's where it is. So what are you saying, Pastor? Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you, a teacher knows you've got to say things at least three times for even the kids in the back row to understand. We're praying in conjunction with what God's end time timetable is. We recognize there's power in our placement as sons at the right hand of the throne. We're praying in diversities of tongues, in the mysteries of God. We're praying that God's will will be done. We're sowing into what God's doing right now. He wants it to be that way. He looks for intercessors. And some people would beg off saying, well, it's going to be exactly the way God wants it to be anyway. You can't change what the word says, so it doesn't matter whether I pray or not. How much of a factor do you want to be as a born-again son of the Most High? Do you want to partner with him, or you just want to hang around like a slovenly part of the family and just waiting for food to be put on the table? I want to be serving my father. And I know you do too. So if you can come, come. If by some chance you can't come, be praying during that time in the spirit. Now, what about the rest of the saints network? We're not going to send out a directive. If, if you feel a burden to pray alongside that, do it. We're all before the same throne. I just have a responsibility as a pastor for here in Dallas. So let's come. If you're if you are part of this church, you you've come under the covering of this church and you live hundreds of miles away or even thousands of miles away, well, you do the math and figure out what time that is and you Go before the throne. We'll see you there um, at, at that time. But let's sha'al for the shalom of what God began there. Recognizing that you are serving as the tabernacle of David. Those thrones of David indicate your authority. And be glad when... I'm saying to you, let us go to the house of our Father. Let us go to the house of the Lord, what he's, what he's doing, what he's doing according to his plan. You know, the house of the Lord, Yahweh, what he has ordained for his plan. Let's, let's do that this week. Are we asking for insights or words? No. Not this time. You could submit some if you want, but we're not putting together a five-fold report or anything like that. This is just all of us giving it the giving it the the old saints try to just be before the Lord together in agreement. What's going to happen because of it? Well, you're going to be strengthened. You're you're going your participation is going to add something to you. And the most important thing is that you have been glad when I said to you, let's do this. I feel that this is something God has put before us. Let's us align ourselves with the divine calling that he's given to us. And let's do what we are supposed to be doing today. And um, pray in the Spirit, mostly. I'm just, one of the things that I'm praying as I interpret is, Father, don't let the enemy be able to achieve some, uh, something that he's not supposed to be allowed to do at this time. And don't let any people do things that will hinder what you're wanting to do in your time frame. Can we pray that? Well, sure we can. 
I'm also praying that our government won't do something idiotic, which I wouldn't put it past them. They, they do that several times a week. I know that right now they're saying the right things publicly. What are they saying privately? Are they tying the hands of the people of God? I'm praying of Israel. I'm praying that that uh, God will give the spirit of wisdom to uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and to his generals. I'm praying that the spirit of the Lord would draw people to really know God in this time frame. Do you know that, and there have been studies and surveys that are done there, uh, there are a lot of Jewish people, a lot, a good percentage who don't even believe in the God of the Old Testament. They, they don't believe that God really did the things that are there. They believe in their identity. They believe in um, their, uh, their heritage. Then that's commendable. But it'd be really wonderful if a lot of those people would have an encounter with the Messiah. Can we pray for that? Sure. It's amazing what challenging times will do to stir people. And I, not just foxhole prayers, but, but that people would have legitimate encounters with Jesus. But that's what I'm praying in the natural, but I'm spending a lot of time praying in the spirit about this because then I'm praying exactly what mysteries God is laboring to, to reveal in this time frame. This is an exciting moment. So let's pray in that way. You can do it today. You can do it tomorrow. You can do it in the night. But you know what? There are other things that are going on that we as saints need to be praying for. We have, we have a, a operations in the nations that God has given us a responsibility to, to agree concerning, to partner with brothers and sisters throughout Europe, throughout Africa, even in India, in, and, and to some in the Philippines and in Malaysia. To, uh, and, and God has given us the continent of South, South, Af South America. God has given us um, the nation of Brazil as a mighty army of saints. Our prayers are mobilizing that gospel of the kingdom in all the world. That is a mighty bastion of, of need for intercession. Huh. Do you realize that? So yes, we're aware of what's going on in Jerusalem. But we're not ignorant of what our calling is before the throne. And what did Jesus tell his disciples to do? Yes, go into all the world, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. But it's that uttermost parts of the world in the tabernacle of David that we're responsible for. So let's do that. And let's do it before the Lord is our mission. There's a lot of factors in this. But once again, over these next few days and on Saturday, let's devote ourselves as a divine commission to pray in the Spirit for a significant time of, amount of time on our face before the Lord. Yes, you can wave banners. Yes, you can dance before the Lord. Yes, you can shout. But we need to be on our face as well. A significant point of time praying in the Spirit and believing that whatever God is working through this climactic moment there will be done. And it's not just eliminating Hamas from Gaza. From, from Gaza. It's not just that. It's, it's for the overall work of the shalom of God. And it's through that precious, intimate point of authority that God recognizes in you through the Sha'al prayer. Ask of me. Remember, we studied about that. We've written about that. Go through that study of Sha'al again and recognize that it's talking about you. Use that. 
You know, so often the enemy has convinced Christians to either become weary and well-doing or, you know, nobody notices me. My ministry is not doing what it's supposed to do. Oh, you know, God, why haven't you done? And all of that nonsense, which has nothing really to do with what you're called to be. Forget about your writings. Forget about whether you have speaking engagements. Forget about whether people are coming to you and looking to you for ministry. Forget about whether the pastor is acknowledging you or not or putting you in good positions to showcase all of your talents. And do what is your great privilege through eternity. Be an intercessor at the right hand of the throne where Christ is seated. Pray in the heavenly languages that God has given you, partnering with God at his throne in conjunction with the angelic and and in regard to what's going on in the temple of the tabernacle of testimony. Welcome the river of God. Welcome, be trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he would be glorified. Move on behalf of that hysteme where God has planted you, that gap where God has sought for someone to stand and called you to stand there. In the power of the cross, that stake of ownership, you welcome the kingdom there. You represent him from that throne encounter there. And be glad in that. How often we as Christians, we as saints, forget about the necessity, the privilege, the power of that. And we let emotions and the cares of this world and weariness and my Lord delays his coming to put us on self-imposed sidelines and we don't function with the vitality of what God has called us to be. I'm preaching. So, this is what God wants of his saints. This is what God wants of you. Do it today. Do it tonight. Don't become uh, like little children scampering here and there. Remember Luke 21 and some of the things that Jesus said about these times. You know, there are going to be wars, rumors of wars. There are going to be false Christ, false prophets. There are a lot of them. But the end is not nigh. So don't lose your bearings when you see these things be be aware cognizant of them but remember what your ongoing function is with the lord is an intercessor in the heavens where do you show up in the heavenly zion so don't get too wound up by what's going on in the earthly zion be aware recognize the fabric of it but function in the way you're supposed to function. And, you know, let God use you. You know, I, I have to tell you, some of you, I don't know what all is a factor. Cares of this world, hey, we all got them. Some have more than others. Weariness, uh, frustrations maybe people have done horrible things maybe they have um, dismissed what you are in the natural you know we've spoken in hundreds of places around the world we've written so many books we've taught so many uh, seminars and conventions and in so many pulpits. We've prayed in so many places. We've done so many activations. All of those things are wonderful. But you know what? 
the most important and vital thing that's here right now in after all of that is what I've been talking about to you today. Are you that every day? Because even if you did have all these doors opening to minister, the most important thing in your life is still what we're talking about. And, and honestly, I'm telling you, you're just as good in, in the natural. Now, I'm not talking about the things you've done before the Lord, but in the eyes of people, whatever you've done up to this point is yesterday's headlines. You, you will never gain the accolades that some of you are clamoring for. But before the Father in intercession oh it's wonderful it's 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 daily you're precious to him and really it's what he thinks is the most is the only thing that's important so awaken have your lamps trimmed and ready represent him in that throne of authority that he's given you through the power of the cross, through the risen Lord. Serve God as an intercessor in the heavens at the right hand of the throne of God in faith. Remember, the right hand in the Old Testament was the basis of, of belief and faith. And, and, and when we say amen, that's what we're saying. And that's where Jesus is established now. It's the right hand of the prophetic, what God is saying he's going to do what's forever settled it's the beginning point it's intercession that's where you're going to spend eternity i'm trying i i pray that god will stir us and remind us i i i look forward to what is going to happen in the next few days as the saints are praying but once again if we can have a touch point of commonality together Saturday, this coming Saturday, the 21st, and if you can arrange, those of you in Dallas or the surrounding Metroplex, if you can arrange to intersect at that 9.30 time. Now, don't, now here again, some of you that show up at 9.20, don't get flustered if people who've been here since 7 start drifting out at 10 okay keep going keep going pray until the lord releases you but there's something from that point of agreement at that time frame that god's going to do and i believe that this will this will be a moment of great um, of great meaning for what we're called to be as saints and what um, you're called to be as a saint. God needs you. He wants you. Sha'al. In that intimate place. You see, that's the beauty of Sha'al. It is it is the authority of kings. It's the privilege of asking. We've studied this in the past. But the Sha'al, you know, your Sha'al is really not seen in a pulpit unless somebody just sees into the spirit realm. This is the intimate garment. This is where God meets with you. How in the world do you, my dear saint, Expect to move in the power of Sha'al if you're not spending time in the intimate place, you and God alone, where the Sha'al is known. Oh, it doesn't make any sense for me to pray. Nobody's here. I'm all alone, voice of one crying in the wilderness. That's where the Sha'al gains its intimacy and its strength. That's what that clothing is for. That's the fine linen of righteousness. That's the burning uh, wick, that linen, 
That's the burning lamp that the Lord will not quench. Just make sure that you don't quench it. Be that lamp of commune with the Father personally. And then welcome his kingdom in the reed, the stelos, that represents his jealousy, his connection, his pillar between the, thro- the temple in heaven and here where you are. Be that. I don't know, some of you, I'm your pastor, and I love you, but wake up. You don't need me behind you banging a tin can. Get up, get up, come on, let's go. None of us should be coerced or alarmed into this intimate offering of knowing God every day. That's where the Sha'al is identified by the Father and honored by the Father. And that's where you gain your point of focus, identity, and empowerment, and commune. That's the main thing with God. And from there, power comes. The enemy tries to shut that down to convince you that nobody notices me. I'm all alone. Nobody recognizes my ministry. I've heard those things. How can you hear those things? You're up for the pulpit. You're before the mic all the time. It doesn't matter who you are. We all hear those things. Because no matter what we're doing, there's always something that somebody else is doing that we're not doing. And and we can see that. Do you understand that? The most important thing you can do is be who God's called you to be and to be that faithfully before him, whether nobody sees you. The Father sees you in secret. Jesus talked about that. Don't be like the Pharisees that look for a place out on the corner. You go into your prayer closet, into that secret place of the thesaurus before God. The Father will see you in secret and will reward the benefit of what's going on in secret openly. What does that mean? Does that mean that everybody's going to finally see you and recognize you for the wonderful person you are? No. Because if that's what it means, you're no better off than the Pharisees that Jesus told you not to be like. Do you understand that? Whatever is negotiated and conducted in commune with God in that secret crypto place will have an effect openly. And God will see it. And you will see it. And you glorify God. So, let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But let's do it as those who understand what it really means. These are power words. You've learned them through Pneumatikos study. Well, let's, let's do. Let's do them. Let's be them. Well, I didn't intend to spend the whole hour talking about that, but I think it's important. I know that Joseph Biden is in the Middle East. He's just going to be there for a few hours from what I understand. Um, and there are some of the leaders like Jordan and others that, that are saying they're not going to meet with him now. Don't get too flustered about that. Just pray that the United States and England and I hope France will stand strong. But beyond that, let's pray in the spirit and um, let's serve the Father in tongues, in, in diversities of tongues. Let's be careful to sense what we interpret through that and let's prophetically declare that. But let's, let's not overreact. Let's not knee-jerk react. Let's, um, let's not lose our focus as to what we're really supposed to be doing in the heavenly Zion. But that's who you are, Tabernacle of David. You are, you are sons of the Most High through Christ. 
let's function that way. Well, I hope I haven't offended anybody or confused anybody. Um, we're grateful to be serving the Lord together, but let's serve him in the way that he's trained us and called us to biblically and spiritually and functionally. Thanks for joining. God bless you. We'll see you at the throne, and hopefully we'll see a great number of you here in the natural on Saturday. And um, again, to our extended network family, let's find a time sometime Saturday to be in agreement with this invitation. And those of you who are part of this body who cannot be here on Saturday, you join together in spirit. And I mean, not just for 30 seconds. Oh yeah, they're praying over there. Oh God bless them. I mean, spend time connecting with the Father. He needs you there. He invites you there, and you need it more than you realize. Thanks. God bless you, and goodbye.